You're listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast with your host, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. 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 As a motivational speaker, Johnny D impacts audiences around the world with his message of living the outstanding life. He's a best-selling author, MC, and two-time Grammy-considered artist. This podcast is a place where Johnny D can introduce you to his outstanding friends and share funny, interesting, and heart-provoking stories. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Here comes your host, Johnny D. Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to my live podcast. I tell you what, I am in the studio with one of my really, really great friends, Miss Sonia Crosby. Hey, babe. Hey, listen, you know, I, did you just come here because you wanted to be on the show or did you want to get away from your husband for a little while? Oh, man, why are you calling me out like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough. I, you know, with all this COVID stuff, I mean, we used to hang out all the time and yes. I haven't seen you in months. That's right. So it's so, I'm so blessed to have you on the show with me today. Thank you, babe. Did you see who we're going to have? Oh, yeah, you told me a little bit about her. I'm like so excited. Yeah, and I know you already did your homework on her, too, Absolutely. because that, that's who you are, and that's, that's, right. and that's what you do. Miss right. Sonia Crosby is a speaker. She's an author. She's a TV host. I mean, she is, she's it, man. You, <laughs> I, can't, I can't thank you enough. Thank but, you. hey, it's enough about us. That's Let's right. talk about our guest. Yes. Miss uh, Shelly Hunt is actually, she's in Canada right now oh. hanging out. Miss Shelly Hunt is the founder and CEO of the Women of Global Change. Success by Design, Remake My Life LLC, and other multiple companies. Shelly has um, had the honor to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award from the White House and the President's Lifetime Achievement Award from President Obama. Shelly has been recognized for several or by several branches of the U.S. government for her dedication, services, and work to include awards uh, in areas of business leadership, mentorship, and entrepreneurship. So awesome. Miss Shelly Hunt, how are you? She went away. Oh. So that means she will be getting back on. So this she is why when, when we do live things like this, oh, yeah. and something, she's in Canada right now. Right. Yeah. Something always happens. But I'm so excited that she is here. And it, it's so amazing when you see strong and beautiful women yeah. who are doing things all over the world, not just the country. And this girl is doing it all over the world, yeah, too. That's is. the cool part. Yes, yeah, I think is. we got her. Do we got Shelly Hunt? Hi. All there right. Hi, Miss Shelly. Shelly Hunt, this is my you? good friend Sonia Crosby. Sonia Crosby, Shelly Hunt. It is a pleasure. <laughs> Hi, Sonia. Nice Hi. to meet you. You too. I am outnumbered here, so I got to really behave today <laughs> yeah, during this show. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly, it is an absolute honor to have you on the show. Um, you're in Canada right now. I am. I'm in BC on the island. Um, it's very different than the States, as you can imagine. And yeah. So. So and I am in a beautiful rainforest. I came oh, to hide wow. in the rainforest and regroup. Wow. I saw a, uh, a a video of you out looking for bears. I mean, I was like, you talk about this girl like living on the edge. I wow. mean, who goes out looking for bears? Right. Except for Shelly. My new friend, Shelly Hunt, looking for bears. And I mean, you know, now, now, did any of them get close to you? Yes. About the time I had given up and I thought, this is a fail, just like everything in life, right? I go, this is a fail. And I went and I sat on this blacktop and I'm just talking and talking. And the next thing I know, I go, and there's the bear next to my door. Whoa. <laughs> yes. They found me. <laughs> Shelly, I was just letting everybody know about all the success that you have had throughout your career. 
But success, we see you now. I want to know what was life like for you in the beginning? Where were you uh, born? Where were you brought up? You know, what was your lifestyle like back then? Well, early on, and I know you asked me this, um, you know, uh, in private when we were talking yesterday. Um, I literally grew up to a single mom under a house um, in the East Coast near Boston, Massachusetts, and had one pair of shoes at a time, a lot of love, and didn't really know I was poor until I saw Billy Noonan, who lived down the street and actually had a house to himself. And that was like a huge deal. I thought it was a mansion at that time. Um, <laughs> but literally one pair of shoes at a time, and now I have a lot of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> My girl. So when you said... When you said you lived under a house, I mean, I, you know, all the, you know, people watching right now, they're like, come on, she couldn't be real yeah. when she says she lived under a house. Can't Could you imagine. please well, tell it, that? Please tell that story. Okay. So it's kind of funny because my mom would go, it's a basement apartment. And I'm like, <laughs> a basement apartment doesn't have like, you know, like cement walls and cement floors. And, you know, she goes, but there was rug down there. I go, no, mom. There was like a quarter inch of that padding, you know, yeah. that come in little squares that you pull the sticky off and you put it on the floor. I'm like, that was really not rug, okay? Wow. So, so, so yeah, no, a lot of so you love, literally, but not a lot of money. Yeah. So, so when did you recognize that that you had this this um, this gift? to talk and to motivate and inspire. Cause obviously from a young age, you lived in a, you know, basement apartment mm -hmm. and, and, and now you own multiple companies. You're doing great things. At what age did you realize that, Hey, you know what? I have a knack for a couple things. I mean, were you like uh, one of those really smart girls that got straight A's and then that you just knew that things were going to be good? I think I was always a rebel. <laughs> you know there are system makers and system breakers mm -hmm. and yep. um i think i started out as a system breaker you know um in some ways i um i always felt like i had a calling to do something more on the face of the planet um but i started to really understand certain principles about i i started understudying people. Let me go here. And one of the things that I did is I started looking at people that were successful and mm -hmm. I went, Oh, this one doesn't have an education. This one is whatever. This one is whatever. This one is whatever. And I started, it started kind of breaking up some of the paradigms for me. Yep. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so even when I had my daughter, you know, I was a single mom and I was pregnant with her by myself and um, I had made the decision to have my daughter and I looked at other people and said, okay, that woman survived. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that woman survived. Mm -hmm. Humanity survived. I'll survive this too. And, you know, I think so many times we're giving ourselves comparisons to other people, especially as women. You know, it's funny you might Absolutely, hear this, right? Absolutely, yes, yes. And, you know, well, she's doing that, and this is what I don't have. Right. And this is what I don't have, instead of, wait, this is what I do have, and mm -hmm. this is what I do have. Yes. And so I started to move into what I was good at, <laughs> if that makes All any right, sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and kind of lived in that space, you know. Um, I did meet some people along my journey. And so um, right around school age, I met a man called Alexander Everett. I met Bob Proctor, um, Tom mm. Wilhite. There's a group of individuals that I met that were really the next wave of human potential. Right. And so I started to understudy a lot in regards to um, the subconscious mind and human latent programming. And so, um, you know, that just kind of added to my understanding of limitations and paradigms that we place on ourselves. So just thought I'd throw that in there. (laughs) No, it's it's incredible because so many people, um, you know, they always say, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. They did it. They're special. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. She did it or he did it. Do you think, though, that and I'm going to ask both of you, because I was thinking about this last night. I was kind of intimidated by both of you because you, Sonia, you are one of the strongest women I know. Oh, God and, bless you. and Shelly, I mean, you are an amazing, amazing lady yourself. And um, do you think that women are wired differently to to not hear I can't, but I will and I will show you? Oh, well, one of my mother's favorite sayings was, I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> and that has stuck with me forever. And they, my mom, my grandmother, they were very strong. And they always, my mom is very strong. Yeah. They always told me, oh, you can do whatever you want to. You got to put the work into that's it. That's right. Exactly. But you can do what you want. Yeah. And that's what I went on believing. And when I wanted to do it, I did it. Shelly, you know, when, when you were going through this process, did you have those those people that were naysayers and told you that, you know, you're crazy, you're dreaming way too big? I mean, did, did, did you have a lot of that or not really? Yeah, I did. And they were like, you will not surrender. You will not give in. You will not conform. <laughs> like, and I heard that a lot in corporate America. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. I won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it, it was really interesting, um, you know, and the people that I had around me, I, I started to get very particular about because in the beginning, you know, I didn't have people around me that were entrepreneurs or owned companies. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the, the first thing was I saw this. I loved clothing because I always had used clothing and I ate weight at the end of driveways for the trash bag to come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this clothing store that was for rent. It wasn't a clothing store. My vision of it was a clothing store. It was a storefront in this little town. And um, I said, I want to open a clothing store. And my mom said to me, who's very supportive of me, um, but at that time, her paragon was, well, you'd have to be there 24-7. I said, well, why can't I get people to rent it? And she said, because you can't trust anybody. Oh, wow. And so there were all these paradigms that came with it. And I said, but wait a minute, more than just movie stars and those that are wealthy own multiple businesses. Right. That's right. Like they do. And I, and I saw this when I was looking at all the different examples of things that people were doing out there. Um, and so I didn't get the clothing store, mm-hmm. but it was probably about seven or eight years later that I opened my first company and people were, you know, sometimes it's the people closest to us. Absolutely. Sometimes well, they don't understand friends. us. Yeah. We think differently. No, well, oh, yeah. I mean, the three of us are dreamers, man. Out. I mean, that's it. Yes. I, I think that we hang out with people that um, are at our understanding a lot of times. Yes. You know, um, this is before I was playing. I want to be the least smartest person in the room. 
And so who do we go to advice for advice? We go to our friends, we go to our family, we go to those that we hang out with. Yep. Um, you know, and so literally, you know, I did get poo-pooing. Oh. And yeah. how can you open a second business and how can you open a third or a fourth mm -hmm. or a fifth or a mm -hmm. sixth or, you know, and, and not to say that some didn't fail. Some did. Right. Yeah. It's like, what you doing some, now? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know, so I got poo -pooed for that, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's really particular who the heck you have around you. Yes. I only want people around me that think I'm hotter than peanut butter or popcorn. That's right, girl. People, right? Girl, you got that right. Sister, you got right? that right. If you have those moments of doubt, I want a sister in my corner. Well, sometimes it's a guy. It's all right. Yeah, sometimes, but I want yeah. someone in my corner that goes, you can do this. When yes. my knees are shaking and I'm not sure. Girl, look, I'm sitting in the studio with one of them because, honestly, when I first got started with speaking, I was like, okay, who the heck's going to want to hear my story? And he said, no, you got a good story. Go for it. Yeah. And I, I dragged my feet for quite a while because I'm like, nobody's going to want to hear my story. I'm going to be really embarrassed and nobody's going to like it. Yeah. And the first time I spoke and, you know, people came to me and said that they they were touched by it and that, you know, they'd helped them. And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we see the good in somebody else mm -hmm. and th that they don't see it in themselves. Absolutely. And and but 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 you, Sonia, put in the hard work. Yeah. And then and you know the speaking took off and then yeah. and then your book. Well, yeah. You're like, why would I why would I write yeah. a book? I'm yeah. like, you're going to write a book, <laughs> right? And you, you told know? me you said, and if you don't do it, I'm not helping you on anything else. <laughs> <laughs> It's so I did it. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know, Shelly, one thing I, I love that, that you always say is, you know, you have to have multiple streams of income, no matter what you are. Oh, yeah. And no matter what you do, you always have to, to have multiple streams of income. Sonia hustle, baby. That <laughs> Sonia is calls hustle. it the hustle. <laughs> you know, you know, talk a little bit about that and why it's so important. Well, I think you also have to play global because different economies um, accept different things at different times. And they're in I different love spaces. that. Say that again. But I, I think it's important to go global because different economies, uh, you know, and different areas of different countries are ready at different times. Mm -hmm. So where the U.S. might be ready, it might roll into Canada, where Canada might be you know, already on the crest of whatever it is, the product or service that you're offering, uh, then it might be Malaysia or it might be somewhere else. So I think we have to play a global game. Love that. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I have to so, ask, who have been some of your mentors then that have taught you a lot of these things? Have you had a mentor? Um, I've had many great mentors. Yeah, I love that. Many great and, and I've been very blessed that way. I've also had a lot of crap happen to me. Well, but yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what I love I, about I really how real she is. And I, and I told you that, Sonia. Yeah, it didn't kill you. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Some of my <laughs> some of my mentors have been Bob Proctor, Alexander Everett, Warren Buffett. I mm. mean, the, the oh. list goes on. Love me so much. And Warren I believe Buffett. in having mentors in different areas. You know, so many people go to a mentor and they go, oh, I'm just going to understudy this, you know, like I, I want to make money, but, you know, I'm going to understudy this person for everything. Well, they may be horrible at relationships, but they're great at money. Right. So, you know, like understudy people that have that area that you want to learn in, but don't poo poo your mentor in any other area. Right. So, yeah. 
you're specifically coming for that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Is as motivated and, and inspiring as you are, when you have those days that, that, that you're down or that, that life has gotten the best of you, who's that person for you that kicks you in the butt or, you know, or, or pulls you up and says, you got to keep going, girl? My daughter. Wow. That's <laughs> she awesome. is beautiful. I've seen pictures. She's My gorgeous. Daughter. Thank you. And, you know, beautiful inside and out and um, just a change advocate, you know. Um, And so I I wait to see. But that is really um, one of my people. One of my other people is Les Brown. He's one of my best friends, Um, you know, and we have supported each other. We call each other, you know, at three in the morning and pick up the phone. And you've got to have several of those people. You know, my dad used to say, if you can count the people that you can call on in one hand, like really call on. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. That's a blessing, right? Yeah, that's I right. Mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, but I would say my daughter because um, she just knows me so well. <laughs> and so, you know, she'll look at me and be like, she'll call me out. Yeah. She'll laugh about it. You know, she'll get mm-hmm. me laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, we use humor a lot. I think oh. we all take ourselves a little too seriously sometimes. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shelly, will you tell the story to, to, you know, Sonia and all the listeners about how you met Les Brown? Because it was some people would call it an accident, but you put it out there. You put those positive vibes out there in the universe, and it happened. Talk a little bit about well, that. It, it was actually hysterical, and I'll just be kind of vulnerable because, you know, that's what you see with me is what you get. Okay? <laughs> that's um, what I like about you. Yes. <laughs> I was literally in Los Angeles. I wasn't living there yet. I was still in Northern California, and I had gone down to visit a girlfriend. Um and I was staying at her place. Well, I had gone down there actually for something to speak um, that they had brought me in for. And But I was sitting on her floor in my ripped up jeans, drinking a shot of whiskey. And she played. <laughs> Everybody laughs because they expect me to just be a wine girl. Okay. <laughs> Don't let the Goldilocks hair fool you. All okay? right. Now. Anyway. I like her already. <laughs> right? Yes. So I'm, I'm sitting on the floor. I'm drinking this shot of whiskey. And she put on just this motivation, whatever, in the background. And I just stopped. And I froze. And I was like, whoa, who is that? I love his message. And I just got mesmerized. And, and I just, I always believe we seek that which we're supposed to find. And, and so whenever I feel like I'm drawn to something, you know, um, then I got to go after it. And I was just drawn to what he was saying and his energy and his passion and just who he was. So anyways, I was like, with my little glass, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. I got to meet him. It's going to happen. And then I let it go. About a week later, I get dressed and I go to this event. It's not a lot of people. It's maybe a thousand people in the room. And I come into the back of this conference and I just froze. And they had two people that had walked me in and I just froze. And I go, that's Les. I go, yeah. I said, no, (laughs) that's Les Brown. And they go, yeah. Yeah, it's like we know like, like no, you don't understand. <laughs> That's Les Brown. 
right? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Right. So they're I just like, talked him up. <laughs> right? I know. And I had no idea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with all of my background um, and, you know, just some of the great mentors I had had, it was just interesting. Our paths had never crossed at all. And so they're micing me up and they're like, you're on next. And they get me up to the stage and I get up on the stage. And So are you saying that less warmed up for you? Oh, yes. Love it. Yeah. Not not everybody can say that. He's a hard act to follow. Right? I wouldn't want to do it. No, thank you, Sonia. Right? I know. I know. Wait do you see when you have like this lineup of you have Bob Proctor, you have Les Brown, you have something else, and then you have you. You're like, really, guys? I know. You know? And especially when you're one of the very few women on the platform. Right. Yep. Um, so... And that's another story. But anyways, I get up on the stage and he gets up. I tell the story and he had sat down just to watch me. And it was really funny. Um, and then he got up on stage and he was talking about manifestation with me, mm. um, you know, to this group. And we were going back and forth. And then all I know is I walked off stage and he said, can we talk? Walk with me. I said, absolutely. All right. And an incredible friendship started. And, you know, there's people that cross your path. I always believe for a reason. However, there are certain people that I believe cross our paths at a certain time for certain reasons. Absolutely. And um, it it just kind of was one of those moments. Yeah. So so when you when when you were talking about that, and it's kind of funny because all three of us are probably around the same age. So they were. I'm not telling you. So you were probably listening to a tape back then, and and, and and the younger generation listening to us right now and watching us right now, you probably don't even know what a tape right. was, but What's you were probably listening tape? to one of Les's tapes right. that no. he had back Well, oh. it's probably one of his old tapes, but it was on some digital, it was on some radio station. Oh, oh wow, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, and because it was like Joel Olstein and, and somebody else, and then, yep. you know, I just, I, I it was in the background. Wow. And I really wasn't paying attention, but the minute Les started speaking, I was drawn. Yeah. Absolutely. He has that effect on everybody. I mean, I told you, um, I've been around him enough that, I mean, he's, and he's still, he does his live feeds every day and stuff like that. He's just an amazing man. Shelly, I, I love how you're, how you're talking about, you know, some of your failures and some of the um, um, success that, that, that you've had. What advice could you give the men and women watching you and listening to you right now? that maybe you wish you would have gotten that advice at some point in your life? That it doesn't matter your education. It doesn't matter your looks. It doesn't matter if your butt's too big, your butt's too small, uh, how much money you have. You can absolutely be an entrepreneur. You can absolutely have multiple sources of income. You can absolutely um, have a fulfilling life. Yes. See, because to me, that that's really what success is, you yes. know. And I think really having clarity of what you want in your life. Yep. I just want money, or I just want whatever. I just want whatever. Well, okay, great. That's wonderful, but that's way up here. Right. That's like That's in right. the others. Right. Okay. And so it's great to dream, but 
successful people understand how to take their vision and their dream and execute into a three-dimensional world, which is what we live in. That's right. And that is to turn it into systems and consumable systems. Yes. Um, and it's never about sales. Right. This is about service. This Amen. is the game. The game is how do we enjoy this journey of life? And, um, you know, how do we literally serve in yeah. such a bigger way and we limit it i've got to have this much money to start a business i got to have a business plan i you know what <laughs> i got to say it i really don't like business plans that much because by the time you open the door they're useless oh absolutely <laughs> that's right they're <laughs> so obsolete once they're done coming yeah. from a business strategist people are like what you mm -hmm. don't want to sell them a business plan no mm -mm. now a game plan and and the structure to follow sure way better but you know, and so there are no limits and look to people that have done it. You know, right. I mean, you know, I, I um, deal with dyslexia. So does my daughter. Mm -hmm. In school, I memorized how things went. Well, my daughter, they kept saying, well, we want to put you in special classes. Well, by ninth grade, my daughter said, I think I just want to quit school, mom. I was like, oh, wow. Uh huh. So I went into her teacher, who was just horrible. Actually. Mm. <laughs> I was mm. like, "No wonder you don't like this lady. I don't Girl. like this lady either." Okay, mm -hmm. she's on a power trip. You with better these watch kids them. Of, mm -hmm. Um, but literally, you know, she got some help. She worked with it. She did some things, but the bottom line was. She ended up doing, she graduated high school a year and a half later and not a GED. So, wow. <laughs> she literally, because she didn't buy the paradigm mm -hmm. of the limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know, she went into college. She did college three, four years, two majors, one minor. Wow. In three years. <clears throat> that, now she was working at Capitol Hill as one of the legal team at 22. All right. Now. That's amazing. Um, you know, but it's the limiting paradigms yep. that we see, you know, um, I, I have to give up a career for a happy family. Mm -hmm. I can't have both. Mm -hmm. Well, why can't you? That's right. Amen. Listen, I am a huge Discovery Channel uh, watcher. And this oh. week on Discovery Channel, it is Shark Week. Okay, girl. And listen, I've watched your videos of you traveling all over the world. You've done so many cool things. I, I mean, you you have swam with the dolphins. I've seen you with stingrays. I, I've seen you, you know, um, I don't know if you bungee jump, but I do. Uh, what, what repelling. Do you call it? She was repelling. Oh, oh, oh that's uh, right. Repelling. Oh, yes. I like repelling. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So have you ever Waterfall, swam with the sharks? Yes. It's yeah, Shark okay. Week. Have so you ever year, went swimming with the sharks? Yeah. I gotta tell you, last year I was in Dominican Republic and I brought a group into Dominican Republic. We actually were redoing a school and we um, raised for over 400,000 uh, DR for a cafeteria and some other things. But in the middle of this, we decided we were gonna swim with the sharks. Now, what? those that know me know I hate fish. Okay? Oh my God. Fish. I love deep sea fishing. I like fish on my dinner plate. Okay. <laughs> I, I like have this 
phobia about swimming, even when they're pretty. Okay, I have to like calm my heart down and everything, right? So anyways, anyways, we get off this thing and we're swimming for the pen of sharks. And it's, I don't know what they do to the sharks to make them a little tame. I have no clue. I didn't even want to do it. My daughter's like, oh, my stomach hurts, mom, please go with, all right, fine. Fine. She knows I don't like any of this stuff, right? So the whole way the divers are staying with me because they can tell I don't like any of this. Okay. And they're like, just put the mask on and look down. And I'm like, no, I'm good. They're like, no, just put the mask on. So I put the mask on and I look down and the sand, I'm like, okay, it's just sand. It's beautiful because the water's so clear and pretty. And I'm like, okay, I just see. And all of a sudden, the sand starts moving. Uh-uh. And I'm like, Whoa. what the hell? Oh, no. Excuse my language. I go, what the heck? Right? Oh, no. And I look down. <laughs> Sorry, Sonia, right? I, I am I, out of here. Down, and it's a stingray. Like, the biggest stingray I have ever seen. This thing is like six feet. And I thought it was just sand. Whoa. So I was like, whoa. Now I start to see a shadow. And I'm like, whoa, what's this shadow? And I'm thinking it's my shadow from the sun coming down. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... It goes like this, and there's this big eye. Oh and it no! Was a shark. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. you would have thought I could walk on water. I was just like, get me out of the, I, I'm not it. even in the pen. That's Sonya, it. Sonia, I'm in open water. Are Girl, the one listen. The fish phobia. Oh my! God. Listen, you didn't have to swim fast, but you had to swim faster than the one behind you. That's all. <laughs> divers are like don't move stop mm. flailing oh no <laughs> oh yeah no they slowly there i froze Girl. i was just like one of those little buoyancy bobble things and yeah. they just kind of guided me i'm like take me back to the boat i want the bar mm. i'm done yes i, was out. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that story at all with her you know i right. thought it was gonna be one of those things i just asked her she says absolutely not this, i thought repelling was the craziest thing she did <laughs> or zip lining right. you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so 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 listen I, I was talking to sonia yesterday you know getting ready for the show and stuff like that and in you know you've traveled all over this world and and, and in some spots that that you've traveled to uh, let, let's just say that they haven't been in the best areas and I have to ask, you know, you're there doing great things and, and, and you're there rebuilding schools and working with hospitals and you're making swing sets. You're doing all this awesome stuff. But have you ever been in a situation where it got very uncomfortable or scary because you are, you know, in this different place? Because you don't have yeah, like, um, you know, you don't have police have. officers and, 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 and you don't have secret service with you or anything like that, do you? Uh, no, I do have security, but not okay. that kind of security. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually when I take a group. When I'm by myself, I don't really worry about it. When you're actually in with people, it's incredible. But yes, no, I've had a couple of hairy situations. Um, one was in Gaza when um, the revolt broke out and I was in a hotel in Gaza. Um, wow. And I looked out my window and it was just an unreal um, civil scene. Um, so there's a few places I've definitely gone to um, in Africa, and I do a lot of work in Honduras, which is the second highest murder capita rate in the world. Yeah. Um, girl, I'm know, telling and, you, and I am a black girl from Detroit. 
and I am not going where some of you, some of those places you've gone to, I'm like, uh-uh, I will be on the other side waiting for you in the getaway car. That's all I can do for you. No, when, when I go in a group, actually, Sonia, I'd love to have you come because when, when we go in a group, it's always safe. Okay. And, you know, when you're doing work in the community, the community protects you, too. Beautiful. It, yeah. It's really unbelievable. And people have said to me, you know, when I'm in the middle of Honduras and I'm I'm walking downtown and they're right? like, you're in our town. And I go, yes, I am. Right. You're right. And people go, oh, my gosh, you know, in the middle of Haiti, aren't you afraid? Aren't you this? Aren't you that? And I go, no. Wow. I mean, I stood in the food lines of India. I've gone all over the world. And, um, you know, I really wanted to see, I was working for Branson. I was working for Virgin, helping diversify Virgin, mm. the brand. And then I was in Fiji and I, I started, I was traveling all over the world business-wise as, mm. as a um, marketing and, and business strategist that I am. And um, I'd see the hotel, the airport, the conference room and reverse and then I'd be gone to the next yeah. place. And I was like, I really want to go see how the people live here. Right. And I found myself in a village. It started in a village in Fiji and um, I'm standing in this village and they have no health care. They don't really, they no clean water. Um, they're living on ground food. The children are sleeping under one mesh mosquito tent because the malaria is so high. Um, and my mom called me and she said, what are you, you okay? And I go, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> this is horrible. These, these children, it's beautiful. They're happy, mm -hmm. but they have nothing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to do something. And uh, I literally, that was like my, one of my first international service projects. I've done a lot in the U.S. And, um, but I started to really look at the world. And um, the next thing I knew, I got a cab and I was going back to that same village and I had gone to the store and bought all this stuff and clothing and Aww. school stuff and yeah, and all this, you know, um, these goodies. Yeah. And I went back and um, they all came out and they just, it, it was, I'm still friends with them to this That's day. Wow. And, uh, you're going to make me the, cry. The cut next it out. Time, so I'm just sitting cut it out. So, so cool. <laughs> that next day, that next day, you know, I, I had had a compound there. And so I had four buildings, two pools, all this beautiful stuff. And I had my <laughs> film crew with me and I had people with me. And, I, you know, every day we would go, what are you doing? I'm going jet skiing. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. And where are you going? I'm going back to that village. Wow. And then the third <laughs> day, so uh, the cab came and, or the driver came and, they all wanted to come with me. And I was all like, right. now we're like eight people. Yeah. And um, it just started going from there, you know? And now it's like, if I look at it, when I'm very humbled, I always mm -hmm. think it's spirits work, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I always follow that. I, I think as, especially as women, we have a bluebird on our shoulder that has this little voice, you know? And yeah. so that, and, that and really guides us. In, 
Yeah, that leads into a question I, I wanted to ask you, because, you know, you do have multiple in, in, uh, income streams, and John calls what you do now a, a movement, which I think is yeah. so perfect. But how did you know, how did you know that that idea was was going to be a good one? How did you know that it would bear fruit? Yeah. I, I didn't at question. first. Mm-hmm. I didn't at first. I went with my passion and I went with what called to me. And, you know, whenever we go with our passion or um, what calls to us, our higher purpose, I call it. And I think everybody knows it. Yeah. People say they don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Yeah. yeah. Um, You know, that it's a renewable energy source. And I just went with it. And, um, you know, I, I joke about it. I go, I was the crazy lady that thinks I can change the world. Or that I can bring positive progress and change. Um, to and you are, Shelly, one person at a time. That's right. And that's exactly what you're doing. I'm that's trying. What, yeah. You, know, you are. It's, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but, but, but you are. But the multiple streams of income, let me get back to the business side, because I know, Sonia, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, no. go off there. <laughs> no, no. You, but you the do you, girl. <laughs> any, any product that you have can be multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm. Any product that you have can be diversified into multiple products mm-hmm. and it can be distributed in multiple ways. Okay. Um, you know, and I think it's very important to go, who am I marketing to? And not just say everybody again, right. that's way up here. That's the right. Yeah. And part. so, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there is a reason for that. When I worked for time Warner, one of the things that we did is we did a lot of target marketing mm-hmm. just for that reason. Um, you know, and I even did Trump University, but I'm not going to really talk about that today. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, this is before all that weird stuff. I really just ran his internet team, you know, for marketing and other things. Okay, that's all I have to think about that. Uh, and I was a consultant. Right. I came and I went. Okay, we got you. Be clear. We got you. Right, I wasn't under the umbrella for very long. Okay? Um, but... You know, and especially today, like you can use Instagram, you know, I mean, you got to look at what are the two highest generational things in the world, especially in the country that you're in. Okay. So you got to do a little bit of your homework on the country, but in the U S we have two generations. We have the baby boomers and the millennials, right? That's your largest target market. And so, you know, if you're going to do a service, or a product and you're going to diversify to both of those in. So in other words, the baby boomers are on Facebook. The millennials are on Instagram and TikTok. Right. You need to know that. Mm -hmm. And then how can I gear those commercials or those services um, and messaging to those people? Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is you don't have to love a business. I have had businesses that I don't love, but have made money. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking that you've got to be in love with your business. Right, and that's right. in the very beginning, any business that's set up should be set up to be able to be sold yes. from the very beginning. I don't care. Even if it's your baby, like women of global change is my baby. It, it just is right. I, yeah. I, I have this personal thing with it because yeah. I've been offered to sell. I've been offered. People wanted to buy it a couple times and I was like, eh, I'm not ready yet. Okay. You know, All um, right. But, but yeah, just not, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I may be at some point because, You'll you know, know, we really want 
a business to survive beyond our lifetime. Yes. We want a purpose to survive beyond our lifetime. That's right. We want it to be that big. And then the other thing is so many people go, well, this is my purpose. And they play like I was a musician years ago. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I there was this mentality of being a starving musician and there's this mentality of being a starving nonprofit. Yeah. And so those are all limits yeah that, that's yep. all yes yep. right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you can actually make money doing what you love <laughs> like and in serving in a bigger way and people put things into boxes mm-hmm. this is my home life this is my work life this is my this this right. is my that instead of this is who i am yes and discovering humbly who i am and yes. always learning and always being a servant uh leader and I bring myself to every part of what I do. Yes. That's why it's kind of like with me, what you see is what you get. Yeah. That's why I love you. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Shelly, just real, real quick, I, I want to just something you said, you know, you can make a living doing with what you love mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or what, what you have a passion for. Yes. Don't limit yourself. So if you're watching right now and you say, well, I can't. Well, guess what? You're going to fail because you already said yep. you can't. You already said it. So start mm-hmm. thinking That's like right. Shelly does, like Sonia does, like I do, and, and, and get into it. Come up with the idea. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the greatest idea. Mm-hmm. It can be, an, you have to start with yeah. an idea. Mm-hmm. You can't run before you walk. That's right. You can't walk before you crawl. Mm-hmm. You have to do all those things. So it's okay to fail. If, you're, if you li- yeah. li- have listened for the last 45 minutes, what Shelly has said over and over again is it's okay to fail, yep. but eventually you're going to succeed. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And I love that. I love that mm-hmm. analogy. So mm-hmm. thank you. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, you know, I have to make sure that everybody understands that. <laughs> well, it's okay. I, yeah, I love that too, because you know, with all the changes and everything, I'm homeschooling a nine-year-old yeah. and oh my God, you know? <laughs> And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I am at home. How yeah. am I going to earn a living, teach my baby what she needs to know, right. and you know, not lose my mind in losing myself from the things I love? That's right. I built a voiceover studio in the basement. You've done it all. That's what I did. Yep. <laughs> and you know, I've had my first couple of clients, and I can do that in between baby girl getting her lesson or <laughs> me putting her down to go to sleep and you know, all is good. So yeah. yeah, when people say I can't because of this, it's like, no, you just got to figure out a way around it. That's there. right. And, and, and there is no time limit either. No. Because at, at, at time, and you know this because of the speaking business, mm-hmm. you have to put the time in. Absolutely. It doesn't just happen. No. And if it just happens, it's not the right thing to do. Oh, and you won't hold on to and it. And you won't hold on to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've, I've said to you many times, Sonia, and I know that I, I said it to Shelly the other day, you know, I, I surround myself with good people mm-hmm. because I want to climb to the yep. top of the mountain. That's right. But when I get to the top of the mountain, I want to bring everybody with me because I want to have a party at the top. That's right. I don't want to be up there by myself and That's say, look right. what I did. Yes. I you love know? what you do. No, I think so, Shelly. I, I can't thank you enough. So, I, I, a question just came in on social media, and they want to know this has got to be, I hope it's a girl. <laughs> How many pair of shoes do you actually have now? Because you said in the very beginning you had one pair at a time. So, this person yes. wants to know. How many pair of shoes do you, can you actually tell us that you own to this day? Over 250. Shut up, girl. <laughs> but, but you know what? Here's, here was the thing with it. And I have a pink shoe room, which is really funny. My daughter was like, when did that happen? I'm oh, like, my God. Um, you know, 
I found myself with one pair of shoes at a time as a kid, as you said, um, and most of them were bought by somebody else or they were used. Mm -hmm. um, and in my 20s, I found myself in a shoe department in Target. I was house shopping just for supplies mm -hmm. and I just froze and I was like, what the heck am I doing here? And that's when it hit me. I was like, wow, I carry this thing about shoes. Like, like that's my security, right? Is shoes. Hey. Um, and I think we all have something. If Absolutely. You listen and pay yeah. attention, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had a girlfriend when I was a kid that lived next door that didn't have a lot of food and she'd come over and eat at our house all the time. And, um, well, not our house, our basement apartment. <laughs> basement apartment. <laughs> sure, right, all right. Um, but she'd come eat with us. And, you know, to this day, if, you know, the the Walking Dead hit, we could all eat at her, you know, in her yeah. pantry. Because yep. that's Absolutely. her security. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. But 250. I okay. have a lot of shoes. I love that. And another social media question just came in, and that is, with everything you own and everything you do, how do you manage stress? As a businesswoman I, or as an entrepreneur, I, you know, how do you manage stress? I laugh a lot. I use my humor, okay? But this really incredible mentor taught me something one time. And um, she was great. She said to me, because I said, you're handling all this stuff. How do you do this? Like, this is so much. And she goes, I picture this big tray in front of me. She goes, what does your tray look like? I go, well, it's China. And it's like really big and kind of oval and ornate. She goes, can you see it? Can you visualize it? I said, yeah. And she goes, okay, now there's piles on the tray. There's something on the tray in these little piles. And, and these are all the things that you have to do. And maybe it's with all the companies, personal, whatever, but this is my day. Mm -hmm. And she goes, what do you see? I say, I see little piles of poo. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, well, that's the first problem. Okay. okay. <laughs> she goes, it's your viewpoint. You're seeing that it's all crap you got to deal oh. with. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. Wow. And she goes, mm -hmm. I said, what do you see? She said, little croissants. Okay. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's definitely different than what I'm seeing right now. Right. And yeah. she goes, and I just deal with what I have to deal with today. And then what I do is I take the tray and I put it away. And I spend time with the family or I spend time with wow. the kids or I, yeah. because so many times when you're a high caliber entrepreneur, and even when you're not, when you're a startup entrepreneur, even when you're a mother, because mm -hmm. being a mother was the hardest job I've ever signed up for. Okay, mm, yeah. um, <laughs> it is. Tell it, so, girl. Yeah, I'm feeling you with that whole thing, right? Lord. But I would have all this chatter, mm -hmm. you know, in the back of my head. And one time I did this. My daughter said, "Will you have a tea party with me?" And I said, "Sure." I was at my desk, my mm -hmm. home desk, and this is years ago. She was little, and then she came to the end of the desk, and she goes. I'm a juggling clown. Oh, I'm a, and I was like, what the? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I look like to her right now. Wow. And I, I thought about it. I was like, well, I kind of am right now. It's true. And then she says, come have a tea party. I said, okay, fine. So I sit down with her. Sorry, my little phone beeped here. Um, whatever that was. Okay. So I sit down with her and she gets all the tea stuff out. And she's like, mom, be here with me. No, she uh -huh. goes, 
Ma, have, mom, have a tea party. And I go, I am. I'm here. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mom, have a tea party. Be, mom, you're, have it with me. Out of I the am, miles of babe. That's right. I think it we've was. all been there before. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it hit me, Sonia. There mm-hmm. was all this stuff. My mind was still on my desk. My yep. mind was still and on the phone calls. Knew my it. mind was. And, yep. and women, we're the worst. Men, yes. you know, they, they're like, I'm hungry. Yeah, they compartmentalize like, very easily. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yes, very easily. They do. Mm-hmm. But us, we're like, I got to bake the cookies for your thing tomorrow. I got to yep. do this for today. I got to mm-hmm. do this right now. I got to mm-hmm. call the electrician. I got to yep. do this back here. I got to yep. do this. I got to, like, we, we're all over the place. And yes. I really stopped and went, whoa, I am missing this, which is most important to me. That's right. And so, you know, so many times, and I joke about it, but it's one of my sayings, business is meant to free us from the chains that bind us, Mm -hmm. not so we are bound by the chains of a business. You go, girl. Why do we get into business is to provide. That's right. Right? It's to, you know, but at the same time, how much is enough, right? Right. That's right. you know, yep. don't miss those moments. You can't get those moments back. You got that right. So so just a quick question, because we are literally down to like two and a half minutes. And can men join women of global change? Absolutely. And it's so funny. I've had this asked to me like three times in the last 24 hours. <laughs> yes, they absolutely can. We have a male chapter president in Chicago. On our international summits, if you look, you'll see 40%, 35 to 40% are men. Um, Les Brown is an ambassador. Clinton Swain is an ambassador. Michael Drew is an ambassador. There's a lot of ambassadors. Mark Victor Hansen. Um, awesome. Quite a few men play um, with us. And somebody said, well, is it because their wives drag them? No. <laughs> Sometimes they actually drag their wives and they bring the whole family. Because they love that we do like this youth initiative inside third world countries and all sorts of things. Um, But yes, absolutely. And then people said, well, why don't you rename it? And I said, because it just... Was no, I, was. Love I, I love it. Exactly. I love the name. I love Look, the name. They playing with you. You ain't playing with them. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> Shelly, <laughs> Shelly, just real quick, how can people follow you on social media? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Shelly Hunt One, which is S H E L L I E Hunt H U N T Number One. Um, oh, there I am. <laughs> um, yes. Um, or Twitter is the same. Um, I have multiple Facebooks. Or you can always contact me at the Women of Global Change. I love it. Sonia, closing remarks? I just want to say thank you. It has been such a pleasure, and this time has sped by. I'm I know. so sorry. <laughs> I know. We need to do this another two or All three right, hours. Well, Sonia, you know what I mean? Yes. Sonia, I want to connect with you off of here. Oh, I would I love just that. just tell your, like... One of those strong sisters, and I'm Let's do it. Let's do it, Mama. I told you, too, that you guys would love each other. I'm so happy right now. (laughs) I I love it. Yes. I love it. Shelly, I can't thank you enough for for joining us right here on the podcast. And we we definitely will have you back on to do another hour. And because there's so much more to talk about. Yes. I mean, you knew it, too, Sonia. I know. How's that? That's right. We'll just talk about business. <laughs> okay. But thanks again, Shelly. <laughs> and Sonia, I can't thank you enough oh. for, you know, please tell Mark that I said thank you for More letting you out of the house for an hour Listen, or two. he's probably on the golf course. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast. Follow Johnny D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, advertise, or would like to make a donation, please visit MotivationalCowboy.com. And remember to have an outstanding day.